1: Welcome to the Gospel for Life. It is Reformation Boise Week. I don't know if it's popping up on your your phones Mm -hmm. as an alert, um, but this is now officially Reformation Boise Week. We are looking to October 21st and 22nd of this Friday and Saturday of a conference on the church. Dr. Joel Beakey, Dr. Derek Thomas are coming, and we are super excited and Thankfully for you, there is still time to register for this free conference, ReformationBoise.com, so please go and register. Get all
0: the details, the location right there. If you forget anything, ReformationBoise.com.
1: Yeah, it begins Friday evening. I think the doors open at 6 for the first session at 7. So come early for a spot to sit and books. And the conference is being held at Valley Shepherd Church on Meridian Road. Yep, so just south of... Meridian and Overland on the west side of the road. Mm-hmm. Any details, mm-hmm. guys, that I'm forgetting? <laughs> Is that where it, it was it. last year? Yes. It has so been there okay, ever, yeah. ever, ever time. since 2000. Our first Reformation Boise conference was 2017. So. Okay. Right. We are excited because we actually think several things. One, we think this might be the best conference ever. We're super excited about it. Topics, speakers, Mm-hmm. Everything involved, and second, it it looks as if that this might be the the best attended conference, mm-hmm. and so it's just a wonderful opportunity to gather with like minded people from the valley and and learn and worship and fellowship and, and grow we've together. People, we've had people travel from
0: Nevada, from uh, California, from um, Utah, and the any of the states around us here. Uh, coming to the conference because these, you know, there's there's something special about being able to go to a conference mm-hmm. to join in the in that fellowship with one another to realize that church is far bigger than your uh, mm-hmm. your particular local church, which is what we're talking about.
1: I'm not sure. I have family that's coming from Utah and from Iowa just for for the conference. So. Wow, Iowa. So. It's Is there going big, to be a, it's a prize for the? It's, it's a uh, big deal. Farthest distance travel. <laughs> well, if I want to um, suck up to my in-laws, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, we are talking about one of the topics that will be addressed at the at the conference, and we've been talking about the communion of saints. Yesterday, last week, Friday, we we actually dealt with this whole idea of the body, First um, Corinthians twelve language, and how we have been uniquely brought together by God and into this fellowship, into this community of believers, where we all. Have been given different rules and giftedness to be used for the furtherance of the body itself. And we want to expand on that. And so today we're beginning with this idea of how does the communion of saints relate to spiritual gifts? And I just want to open by saying that if you want to learn about spiritual gifts in the Bible, there are three key passages um, Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12. And, and Ephesians, Ephesians
0: four,
2: 4. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: and 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 speaking about gifts, and w- when you look at those and you realize that in those passages talking about the gifts that God has given to the body for the building up of that body for the edification of that body to for the maturity of that body, you'll realize mm-hmm. that each of those places where gifts are mentioned there's not a full list given and there's uh, you know so in one place you'll have other gifts mentioned so it may be that as you look at uh, even if you went and took a pencil out and wrote down every one of the gifts that's mentioned they may not be all the gifts of the body Uh, Mm -hmm. there there may be others but there are some that are are primary there there's there's there are speaking gifts. There are administrative gifts. There are you know social gifts of uh, of service and helps, and so those are the kind of categories that they fall into, and uh, and so so and each one we're told as believers, each of us has been given a gift. Mm-hmm. You know, you, and nobody can really say I haven't been given a gift. This is not like. You know, you missed out on something. Everybody, a gift was handed out, and uh, and you didn't get one.
2: And, and you mentioned there, Ephesians four, the idea of you know these gifts are given for the edification of the body, and for the building up into maturity in Christ. And I think that's a good foundation to start as we're looking at these gifts of why are they given? It's like they're they're given so that we may have something to contribute and give to the body of Christ. To help our our brothers and sisters, and the ch- local church that we're at, so the, I, I say that because I mean, if we we should be using our gifts for that purpose. And
0: I also go, you know, th- I've I've always said, you know, if if there was one person that had all the gifts, who would that be? Jesus. Jesus, and. We're the body of Christ. I actually thought
1: Jonathan was saying it was him. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Russ, I, Russ, I...
0: Russ apparently doesn't know me very. Well. <laughs> no. I, no. And the, the whole point is, is you know, when we when we gather as a local church, we're the body of Christ, and within that body, God's bringing gifts into that body, and He will bring the gifts that are necessary for that body at that time. Uh, so you know, it's not like you, you know and Paul even talked about these people that long for a greater the greater gifts or something. Well, no, you have the gifts that God has given to that body for that purpose, for that time, for such a time as this. Ultimately, though, none of us have all the gifts individually. So, we need one another. That's the mm-hmm. you know the, you know we do not we we have Christ spiritually in the body, but we don't physically have all the gifts as
1: individuals I have been involved in athletics for most of my life and it was just it's fascinating to me over time to watch the dynamics of a team and the teams that do well Mm -hmm. are those where the individuals on the team understand the particular role Mm -hmm. that they ought to play on the team and that the teams that are dysfunctional and always underperform are those where individuals um, don't know their role and are are jealous of other positions or other roles that are on the team and are trying to do something that they haven't necessarily been equipped to do. And they may be talented. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: They may be physically talented, but they're not performing in the role that they that they've been given.
2: Yeah, on the one hand there's a real unity in accomplishing a goal, but then on the other, as someone may be envious of a position or a role that somebody else has creates disunity and brings harm to the body overall.
1: I'm going to just read a little bit from the Westminster Confession of Faith, um, chapter 26, which is on the communion of saints, and it says this, and being united to one another in love, they, these members of Christ, have communion in each other's gifts and graces. I'm going to stop right there. It reminds me when I had little kids. I don't have little kids anymore, but when we had birthdays, I would have kids that weren't having the birthday as the other person opened up the gift would say, What did we get? Mm. <laughs> because for them it was a gift not just to the individual, it was a gift to all the kids. Mm. And they they and the so they could delight opening,
0: in the other person
1: receiving it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's actually what the Westminster Confession is saying. That as we interact with other people in the church, and we see their giftedness and and what God has 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 particularly given as a grace or a gift to one person, we say to him, "What did we get?" Mm-hmm. Because it's a mutual. It's it's not an individual gift. Is it is, but it isn't.
2: That's one of the things. Is you know, I'm I'm a pastor of a church plant right now, and we're. You know, we started with three households. Lord willing, the next month or so we'll go to six households. We just finished an information class, and one of the prayers I have is, "Lord, you know, you know the gifts that we need, mm-hmm. and will you supply what this body needs mm-hmm. in those gifts?" and And I think that's along those lines, Russ, and encouraging to see of you know in, the, in our families that excitement of what someone is getting,
1: and the tendency is to be given these spiritual gifts and then say well this is mine right and i want to use it how i want to use it in the way that i want to use it in a way that's satisfying for me Mm -hmm. and the heidelberg says this idea that each member should consider it a duty to use these gifts readily and joyfully for the service and enrichment of the other members Mm -hmm. that the sense is it's a duty but it's a delight Yeah. and what's the delight that you get to use the gift in service to other people mm-hmm. and I tell you what that would be transformative mm-hmm. in, in the church if we began to see giftedness that way
2: and, it, s- and even looking at the gifts as regardless of how public they are or how in the background they are as all being from Christ and of equal necessity mm-hmm. or of necessity for the church and everybody delighting in that and seeing those gifts used.
1: I, I've been a track coach for over 25 years and, and as I used to interact with young people, I used to be a teacher and as I interacted with them in my classroom, I would look at a kid and say, I would like them on my team. And so I'd go and talk to them and say, you know, I know I you don't do anything in the spring. I would love to have you on the track team. And then oftentimes they'd be like, well, why? I'm not very fast. And I'm like, I know, you're, you're actually really quite slow. <laughs> and they're like, uh, okay, Mr. Herman, I don't understand. Why do you want me on the team? I said, because there's something about your personality, about your leadership, about your who you are as a person that would make the team better. Not because of what you can do on the track, but because of who you are.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I don't want you for your talent. I want you as a person. And you would make my team better. And I tell you what, that that is a hard concept for a high school kid to understand. Because mm-hmm. they're looking and saying, wait, I, I'm not going, to, I can't help you on the track. And I think sometimes there are people in the church that say, I can't help you in the church. I don't have gifts that are useful, mm-hmm. quote unquote, for the church because I haven't been given these big gifts. Well. You're misunderstanding 1 Corinthians 12, that we all have a gift that's for the good of the church, and when we use it, we strengthen the church. Mm -hmm. And I think if we begin to understand, big or small, it doesn't matter, however we use the giftedness that we've been given is good for the church. Mm -hmm. Sometimes
0: I think people find themselves getting worn out on maybe some of the things that they're doing at church, and it might not have occurred to them but maybe that wasn't their gift, <laughs> you know, because I know that when I'm doing what God has given me to do, you know, even though there might be certain frustrations that go with it, I'm not grinding my teeth at night over it. Mm-hmm. You know, I know when I've worked outside of the church, you know, in particular jobs, uh, you know, and my wife will say, I don't know why you so sleeping so fitfully you know mm-hmm. and it's because i'm not doing what God has prepared me to do I'm mm. not doing what God's gifted me to do. I'm getting by, but it but mm. uh, there's a certain amount of frustration. I think that sometimes people get too busy they they become too busy, they take on too much, and then they they're they're burning out, and the reason they're burning out is because they're not. Using the gift that God had given to them, they're trying to use some
1: other, somebody else's gift. And for some of us, we just struggle with delegating—that mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we don't trust how God has designed the body, right? And you know, we we just, could do this better. Yep. And then it just is—we need a little bit more humility to say, right. "No, Christ has designed His body exactly how He wanted to, and and yep. other people have a have a have a role to play, and I need to yield." to that and allow them to fulfill the purpose that Christ has designed. Yeah. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We will see you tomorrow.